to Who Gives a Fork? I'm Jez. And I'm Nina. And we're in South and Central America, behind the scenes at some of the world's best known foods. And some other things thrown in. Enjoy! Hello! Welcome to our first podcast. Welcome to Ecuador. We are currently on a rooftop in the city of Latacunga, uh, which is in the Andes. Um, and yeah, we're here to talk about bananas. Um, we thought it would be a good place to start because um, you might not know, but Ecuador is the world's biggest exporter of bananas and everybody eats bananas, or most people do. So yeah. Yeah, and before we get into the more serious stuff about bananas, I thought I would quiz Nina on her banana knowledge, <laughs> because uh, you may or may not know, but Nina used to work um, in the fresh produce sector, didn't you? You were I a journalist um, for Fresh Produce Journal, yep. so you know far more about bananas than I do, so it's much <laughs> fairer if I quiz you. Um, so, quick fire questions. I'm dreading this, by the way. <laughs> okay. How many bananas are eaten worldwide every year? Oh, God. I've got no idea. Millions and millions. I do know that over 90% of people eat them in the UK, but that's about as much as I know. What is it? Tell me. 100 billion. 100 billion bananas. Oh, my God, that's so many. (laughs) I can't imagine that, can you? 100 billion bananas. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, and how... Okay, another one about UK consumers. Okay. In kilograms, how many bananas do you think the average person in the UK eats a year? Give me a range because I've, I've found different figures. Okay, um, kilograms. Oh, it's a tricky one. I've really got no idea. Take a punt. Mm, 50? No. <laughs> 10 to 18. <laughs> You probably have some serious okay. potassium overhelp. <laughs> um, okay, no. that was way off. No, no, which is not my area of expertise. No. Which equals so that equals five to six billion bananas a year eaten in the UK. Okay, alone. So that's quite. That's a lot. I do good. know that if you eat seventy-two bananas, that is the fatal level of potassium, and you will die. <laughs> that is good knowledge. So don't, so don't do that. Good to know. You're good welcome. to know. Seventy-one bananas. You're okay. You're fine. Yeah. Don't, don't go over the limit, guys. Be safe. <laughs> God. <laughs> and we did talk about this a few days ago, so you should remember this. What two things can banana skins be used for? Oh, I know this. Definitely know this. Shining your shoes, and cleaning your laptop screen. Ah, <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, shining shoes is right. The other one. What have we been afflicted by quite a lot in Ecuador already? Oh, mosquito bites. Yeah. Rub Amazing. a banana on you. Yeah, yeah, remember that. So always remember, mm-hmm. got a spare banana in your bag, shiny shoes, Which rub your mosquito bites. Which usually does, by the way. I should add that most places we go, she's got a squash banana at the bottom of her bag. <laughs> Dear, it's awful. It's disgusting. <laughs> okay, great. Good. Well, you got, I don't know, about One. two out of <laughs> 20 there. <laughs> Good knowledge. So obviously bananas are grown in um, many, many countries across the world. So we wanted to tell you a little bit about why Ecuador is um, unique uh, in its way. Um, So first of all, it's about the climate. The climate is ideal for producing bananas. Um, It's very hot. It's very tropical. It's not too tropical um, in the sense that it has much fewer tropical storms like hurricanes, which cause chaos for other banana producing countries in Central America, for example, like Dominican Republic, um, Costa Rica, places like that, Honduras. Um, So it's got a very stable climate, which is uh, quite unique. 
in the world for bananas. Yeah, and the industry is structured quite differently here. So um, there are many, many uh, thousands of different uh, banana growers here of all different sizes from small producers right up to much bigger plantations, Mm -hmm. which is quite different to somewhere like Costa Rica or Colombia, where the plantations um, are generally bigger and in fewer hands. So the really big, big brands that you know, like Dole, Chiquita, etc., aren't so present in the same way in Ecuador, which means that um, I guess the power in the in the supply chain here in uh, in the industry, actually in the country, is spread between um, many more growers, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's really interesting. It's uh, quite fragmented, um, but you know, obviously, it's the biggest exporter, so it's very efficient. Um, it's just quite a unique setup. Um, so we went to Machala. Um, I know I said earlier we're in the Andes. Obviously, bananas are not grown in the Andes, just no. to clear that up. <laughs> we visited Machala, which is in the southwest of Ecuador, um, sort of banana land, really. You know, we arrived and uh, all you can see for miles is um, plantations, big flat fields. It's absolutely baking hot, um, just miles and miles of banana trees. And everything in the area is geared up for banana production. You know, most people work on the plantations. There's lorries everywhere shipping bananas it's you know it's very much the center of, of banana production um, so we visited a third generation banana grower um, called Hacienda La Nueva Pubensa and um, yeah so we, we're going to give you a little snapshot um, behind the scenes and what happens to get bananas from the tree to you yeah, and we should just say that we met the grower, Marcel Laniado, just before we had a look round the banana, um, the processing plant. Um, we had a great chat with him um, beforehand, but unfortunately he had to rush off because he had, uh, well, he was showing round a buyer from Aldi, Germany, which is obviously far more important, <laughs> quite rightly. Um, but the lady that you're about to hear is, uh, her name is Maria, and she um, works for Pro Ecuador, which is the Ecuadorian government government's trade wing and she's a banana specialist so now we'll go to the banana processing factory so we're right in the processing factory now it's all quite noisy and the bunches have come in polystyrene's taken off bunches cut out and put into a massive pool of water yeah this is just water for cleaning you know so there is uh, a lot of of cleaning and you can see the way they treat the fruit that it's really 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 hard to do it uh, they treat the fruit just with water so each big bunch so kind of the, the bananas have move along this um it's like a pond of bananas it's like a swimming pool of bananas nina isn't it so they, they're kind of chucked in one end there's loads of water coming out they sort of float to the other end they get washed in between they reach the other side somebody gives them a little scrub with some soap cuts them into smaller bunches that you would see in a supermarket shelf that kind of bunch so maybe six so the bunches are now moved into another pool why are they being washed again to get the soap off this because time? Because the whole process of the bananas have to be in water because of the quality. If you touch so many times the banana, they lose the quality. And when the bananas goes up, you cannot see the damages when the bananas are green. You see the damages when the bananas are yellow. So if you scratch the bananas or you touch a lot of the bananas, when it uh, when the bananas goes yellow, you can see the black spots and that's not a wood quality. So that's why all the processes are in water. 
So we then come down the second end of the pool and the bananas are being uh, just taken out of the water um, and put into trays. And then there's a lady down the end here who's very quickly putting stickers on all of the bananas. Oh, she works fast. Oh, my God. Oh, they're Rainforest Alliance um, stickers actually going on. It's nice to see, isn't it? And then there's a guy here who looks like he's weighing them. And then they're being put into cardboard boxes straight into the back of um, about three lorries that are waiting. Guys um, putting them on, strapping them all in, getting them all ready. It's really quite a big process. So one of the issues with bananas is obviously the environmental impact and um, top of that list for, for lots of people is pesticides. Um, and the reality is that producing in, in a tropical country, you know, the disease and, and pest pressure is quite high. So growers, you know, often have to use these um, chemical products to, to counter that. The farm that we visited told us that they spray significantly fewer times than other countries that produce bananas, but you know because they've got a different climate here and, and the disease pressure is, is slightly less. Um, when we saying that one, there are some countries where they spray more than once a week. Yeah, over yeah. the whole year, and that's got lots of issues associated with it. You know, um, and I'm sure many of you are aware. You know, there's the issues with sort of the, the pesticides running off into the water systems due to the, the tropical rainstorms that they have here. Um, there's the issue with sort of worker protection. Some of these plantations are very big, so they spray from above. With um, a plane, don't they? We actually saw a, a plane going yeah. over. Yeah, so you know, it's it's a it's an uncomfortable um, reality, I guess. Um, but it's also not one that people are just sort of uh, letting happen. You know, people don't want to use these chemicals. They try wherever possible to reduce it. You know, mainly for the cost, but also the environmental impact. Um, the farm that we visited. Uh, trying different things so they, they've got like a, a sealant that they put on leaves instead of um, spraying chemicals on it which kind of um, locks out the fungus and they've got filters on sort of their, their drainage system to prevent that going into the water systems they've got various other things that they're trialling um, uh, so yes it's a, it's, a, it's, a big, it's a big area of concern um, and, and one that is, is part of the industry today I think we should say though that not we don't know not everybody is trying hard i don't think we can say that like everyone is trying hard to reduce pesticides we know like there are so many issues in terms of like worker rights and things like that with people being sprayed by these um from planes and things like that if you go on to um a good source if you want to find out more is bananalink.org.uk or um What's the other one, Nina? Uh, make fruit make fairer. Fruit, that's it. Make make fruit fair. uk, yeah. which are both um, NGOs campaigns in the UK that um, have a lot of information about about that. But, however, one of the um, the environmental issues that we really wanted to focus on was plastics, which is a pretty hot topic at the moment. Um, the Basically, when you when you come into Machala, this banana area of Ecuador, if you imagine you're driving through these plantations and on every single, um, around every single banana bunch is a massive blast, um, plastic blue bag. And we didn't really know what, 
what this was all about when we first arrived at the at the plantation but it turned out that it's all to do with protecting the bananas from um, uh, insects essentially and there's one particular bug that we got told that kind of creates the kind of it sort of sucks down the bananas it creates a line down the banana and uh, basically consumers don't like it and it starts to cause bruising and, and brown marks and things like that so these plastic bags stop that happening um, and this farm that we visited said they used around 200,000 bags a year um, but but things are changing a bit aren't yeah they? so about five years ago um, obviously people knew this was an issue the, the grower that we met told us you know you used to see these bags all over the road because there was no way of uh, there was no sort of method of disposing of them so five years ago they brought in a new law um, which sort of tightened up the way that um, these bags are recycled or, or got rid of um, so what happens now uh, so he said was these agents um, come and collect the bags from the farms and they've got permits, they're licensed and um, they they take them away and, and turn them into other products, so things like shoe soles or um, piping, things like that. So, um, but he did, he did say that, you know, it would be much better to have no plastic at all. I mean, this is a significant improvement, but he was open to the fact of not using them and it, it was kind of, you know, down to the consumer really. Mm. And there's also the issue of polystyrene. There were these kind of polystyrene sheets that were being used um, to separate out the bananas uh, to stop bruising as they sort of come into the pack house. They were all being sort of taken out as they came in, stacked up. There was a massive stack of, um, of, of um, polystyrene, so they're recycled. Yeah, but I mean, still, yeah, it's still an issue, obviously. Um, so I mean, all this comes down to consumer demand really and uh, while we were in the pack house uh, we got shown a, there was a there was a box kind of halfway through the process that was uh, being used to put all the rejected bananas in they looked like perfect bananas to us um, so yeah it was quite it was quite an eye-opener This is a crate of bananas that are being rejected. What, what do you think these are being rejected? A scratch. Tiny scratch. I mean, like, it's crazy, and isn't it? But they've got the most minute little scratch blemish on. I mean, it's really daft, isn't it? It's it? crazy. Learning. That question, like, where does that come from? Does it come from the supermarket? Does it? He'll say that it supposedly it comes from us, but from consumers. Yeah. I wouldn't mind eating that. No, chicken or egg, isn't it really? I don't know what daft. we can do about this. It's well, mad, yeah. all these hundreds of thousands of mm. plastic bags used. Yeah. Just I mean, a yeah. tiny blemish yeah, that doesn't do. actually impact what you eat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit sad, really, isn't it? I mean, we look, I looked up some stats about um, about waste and and how consumers deal with it, and apparently one third of consumers in the UK admit to throwing away a perfectly edible banana just because it's got a minor bruise or a little black mark on it. Yeah. I think we've probably we've probably all we've done probably that. All done it. It's really bad though, and um, this equates to 1.4 million bananas being thrown away in the UK every year, which is just such a waste, isn't it? So yeah. You think that that waste is happening uh, at farm level, potentially at supermarket level, and then um, at the consumer level as well. And that, you know, that that's the reason why you know that all these plastic bags have been used. That, I mean, that's directly because you know there are these. You know, the, the truth is that we don't want to eat less than perfect bananas. So we were trying to work out what we could do about this. Um, and yeah, kind of education really was a. Yeah, yeah. We think maybe um, if if people realised a little bit more that just tiny marks on bananas didn't 
didn't affect the actual fruit inside maybe there should be like big campaigns or something mm. um supermarkets should get involved more you had a good idea didn't you Nina, about yeah. supermarkets oh, yeah i mean you, you could maybe have they've done great stuff already on on other fruit but you know you could you could try maybe having like a palette of less than perfect bananas that are going at the front of the store and you know encourage people to pick one up try it maybe you'd realize that it, it wasn't as, as bad as it looked um then there's the sort of changes that are happening on on the farms themselves um the the grower that we met marcel told us that he's looking at a different material so he's he's looking at textiles and, and fabric instead of plastic to to do the same job um which would obviously be great and he was really keen on that um he'd much prefer to not use all that plastic um but he's kind of you know he's forced to do that because of the the demand from from us because you know everybody's mm. doing it and he's in a very competitive marketplace and you, you know his bananas wouldn't be they wouldn't be deemed as good as somebody else's that's yeah. the truth of it so yeah he just wouldn't get any buyers no like, it, it, or they would get rejected like yeah. by a supermarket or probably yeah. even before they even got there yeah so yeah you know in, in in conclusion we just feel that um you know it's it's worth knowing you know a little bit about what goes into to making your banana and maybe next time you see one and it's got a, a line or a bruise or it doesn't look quite as perfect and yellow as you would want then you know think twice before not choosing it yeah think of, <laughs> think of all those plastic bags and all that polystyrene yeah listening to who gives a fork brought to you by me nina and me jez keep listening as we travel around ecuador and then into colombia visiting farms plantations and food producers see you next time